Welcome to the Mid Podcast, where we talk about random shit, geek stuff, and wrestling. You can find us on Twitter and YouTube at the Mid Podcast. Be sure to hit that like and subscribe button and leave us a comment. You can also listen to us wherever you stream your podcast, Google, Apple, Spotify, and leave us a five-star rating. If you want to support the show, you can head over to patreon.com slash the mid podcast and select a tier that fits you to hear our exclusive content. Also, you can pick up the mid podcast merchandise. You can find that at the-mid-podcast.creator-spring.com and pick you out some merch to rep the show. I am one of your hosts, Catherine, here with my handsome co-host, Brendan. Hello. What day is it? Tiger baseball. Besides opening week for baseball. Mm. What do we do every Saturday? NASCAR. No, 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 no. Formula One. World. College football. No. Speaking of football. College hockey. Speaking of football. Breaking news came out that Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Dwayne Haskins was killed today which sucks condolences to his family he was only what 24 25 yep that's young said he got hit he was running and the car hit him a dump truck hit him oh damn did you say a dump truck or a dumb truck dump truck I guess Dwayne Hackins got dumped on the road you can't say that. He did. He just died. Is it too early for that? Yes, because he died like two hours ago. I mean, you opened it up for a joke and I took it. No. No. I mean, the only bad thing about Dwayne Haskins was he went to Ohio State. Yeah. Anyways, let's talk wrestling. Let's talk wrestling. So how was your wrestling week, Brendan? Fun. Was not as much wrestling as it was last weekend. Sadly. I think I'm kind of wrestled out. Mm, No. No? So, are you ready to get into our first segment of random wrestling news? Yes. Hold on. So, I need my to first close question my for you. I'm cold. Well, put on some damn clothes. Put walking around the house naked. Nobody wants to see your butt. See, that didn't take long. And you have no idea what I said because you won't go back and listen to the podcast. Nope. I'm freezing my ass. Anyways. Anyways. 
first question. How would you compare the Young Bucks AEW title run in 2021 to the Usos current title run? Better. That's all. <laughs> Amazing. The Usos are shit. Okay, next. Evidently, your boy Seth Rollins did a interview and stated that he believes Raw needs to be two hours instead of three. I agree. But then you only get five minutes of wrestling. Well, I think they went to the three hours for sponsorship or something. Well, it doesn't matter. I don't want to watch a three-hour show that shit. Okay. Next. So, while doing a taping of Dark Wednesday night for AEW, Layla Hirsch seemed to injure her knee. Ow. We don't know the... I haven't heard the extent or what actually happened. But they said they had to cut the match short because she got injured. During the middle of her push, too. Yeah. Um, in an interview, Randy Orton, one of my all-time favorite wrestlers, says that he misses Daniel Bryan in WWE and wishes he was still there. Or Randy Orton could just go to AEW. Do you think he's going to get some backlash from WWE head for saying that? No. Thoughts on Nash Carter being released from WWE? Bullshit. WWE came out and said they released him because of the picture of him dressed as Hitler kind of looking and not because of the allegations that he beat the shit out of his wife. Well, the fact is he didn't beat the shit out of his wife. I said allegation. I said allegation because I don't know. I was not there. But I'm saying if you want to release the dude would you not release him over allegations of him beating his wife before a stupid picture he took like two years ago? Well, I'm domestic abuse isn't cool. You hit your wife, you're a bitch. Exactly. But my problem with this is that his wife is all over the place with the story. She changes it up more than a dude changes his underwear. So. And there seems to be a lot of Nash Carter supporters. More so than her. I like MSK. MSK is a cool tag team. Speaking of which, I seen yesterday that uh, the uh, NXT tag titles have been relinquished. And we'll get new tag uh, new tag champions on Tuesday. Also, it's kind of weird that the moment he wins the NXT tag titles. All this shit comes out. Yeah. 
my next thing edge says that his window is closing and that it's probably less than three years before he officially retires and will not step back up in the ring until the wwe needs him to do a spot at wrestlemania because they're desperate i mean i'm just saying what he said in an interview Your thoughts of WWE calling up L.A. Knight as a manager? Fucking stupid. Ain't this the same shit they tried to pull with Adam Cole? Yep, and Adam Cole left. And how well is Adam Cole doing now? Fucking amazing because he's winning the AEW World Championship this week. So maybe L.A. Knight needs to leave. A new segment within this segment, I want to call What the Fuck, Dude. Okay. My What the Fuck, Dude, for this week was a headline from Frightful Wrestling. It said, Veer comes hard on Dominic. I'm going to read you the whole thing. It said, Veer comes hard on Dominic Mysterio, forces him to submit. (laughs) When did you become a porno site? I think I saw another one like that, and it says something about Rey Mysterio in it, too. Do you not have anybody that could oversee your headlines before you put something like that out? Hey, if they think it's good, oh well. I mean, I get that like people do clickbait shit now, but that sounds straight up porno website. Like that sounds like a porn website for wrestlers now. So I'm scrolling through my personal Twitter account. I follow Barstool account, Barstool Sports, right? Mm-hmm. So. They sent out a link, and you could get paid $20 an hour just to sit at home and watch porn. That's all you have to do. Well, damn. Sounds like a job for me. Getting paid 20 You got to be 21 and over, so I can't do it. Well, I'm over 21 twice. Yeah. Well, son of a fucking whore. Anywho, what's next? So who would you consider the greatest tag team of modern day out of the following? The Usos, the Young Bucks, FTR, or the Briscoes? The Young Bucks. Did I mention the Young Bucks? I think mine would be a tie between Young Bucks and FTR. Wait, hold up, hold up. The Young Bucks? Yes, we heard you the first 20 times you said it. Because the Young Bucks are the top guys. Next, Kurt Angle is to go, is to undergo 
double knee replacement surgery next month. Could that be the like reason 60? he got scrapped from WWE? Maybe. But isn't he like 60? Kurt Angle? I want to say he might be my age. Maybe. Hey, Siri. A little oh, older. Kurt Angle is 53 years old. 53. I said he was about my age. I'm, I'll be 47 in June. <laughs> Okay, so can I talk about yesterday? What about yesterday? So yesterday, I decided, okay, I'm going to take a break from Twitter. So for like four hours, I was not on Twitter. I went and did a few things. I come home and check my Twitter. And Twitter has blown the fuck up because of one person. Hey, that person's amazing, though. That one person, whom, I mean, wouldn't kick him out of my bed, just destroyed Twitter yesterday. It sent everybody into a frenzy. Yeah. So let me tell you, Tony Khan decided he would blow Twitter up yesterday by saying that, what was it, 80% of the negative um, feedback from AEW is bot accounts. This is the actual tweet. Hold on, I'm going to read you his actual tweet. An independent study has confirmed that much of the staunch anti-AEW online community aren't real individuals. It's a staff running thousands of accounts plus an army of bots to signal boost them. Look closely, these aren't real people. Who'd pay for such a wildly expensive thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, we love Tony Khan. Then he replies to his own tweet. Ever wonder why so much of the activity of these accounts is retweets and replies? Like who actually has 80% of their activity as straight up retweets? The best part of this was Danhausen replied, do you want the bots curse, Tony? Yep, that was the best part. Then, evidently, Brian Alvarez decided he'd jump in. Um, I hate to tell you, you're not going to stand toe-to-toe with Tony Khan. Um, evidently, Brian Alvarez noted that Khan owns his own analytic com- uh, company, and I guess someone implied that he used his own company for this. <laughs> and Tony Khan replied, okay, clearly a misunderstanding. You can keep your entire 200K monthly paycheck for April. Don't miss Rampage on TNT tonight, is what he replied. This man is savage on some Twitter. Yes. Oh, yeah. Football starts next week. So your thoughts on that? Tony Khan is a living legend. That's my thoughts. Tony Khan is just casually being amazing as always. 
do you think he should like cool down his rants? No. Not at all. Did you get my uh message last night to send to Keith? I already did earlier in the day when I saw it. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, last night, I was trying to watch this show I watch after wrestling goes off, where they review, like, Raw, Dynamite, whatever. And the whole shtick of their whole fucking show was not to review SmackDown and, and Rampage, but they kept talking about, oh, well, I'm not a bot. Oh, I'm not a bot. Mm, okay don't care and i'm just like the man has facts to back up what he said and you still pissed off yeah i don't listen to wrestling people and i could have told you that probably 80 percent of the accounts on twitter are fake account bots i could have told you that Tony, I could have told you that. You wouldn't have to pay no company to tell you that. Yeah, it's weird. Anyways, what's next? So, after we get Suzuki versus Joe for the the ROH TV title this coming Wednesday, do you know AEW will have featured title matches on its shows for Impact, New Japan, NWA, ROH, and AAA, in addition to its own titles. (laughs) What a wrestling empire AEW is. But I thought AEW was dead. Yeah, I did too, but uh, Wednesday happened. Also, it is believed that Jonathan Gresham is either signed or will be signed by AEW. Oh, he's already there. I don't think Tony Khan would have let him win the title if he wasn't going to stay there. I agree with that. So I woke up yesterday morning with Twitter blowing up. I come back and Tony's unblowed up Twitter. He blew up Twitter yesterday morning also. With his announcement that AEW TV will come to New Japan World. Fun. Now give me the AEW New Japan Super Show. I'm thinking that might be in the works. I need it like next week. Have New Japan invade Battle of the Belts. Ooh, that could be interesting. Okay, and my last random wrestling news segment, what was the better show this week, Brendan? Raw, Dynamite, SmackDown, Rampage, or other? (laughs) Dynamite, and it wasn't even close. It's not even fucking close. Like, Dynamite's like, up here? It's like, all the way to the moon and then like rampage is like in the middle 
And then you have all the other stuff. Nice. Rampage. So, are you ready to get into Dynamite? Rampage and Dynamite were amazing. So what were your overall thoughts of Dynamite on Wednesday? Amazing. The second greatest tag team match of all time happened. And Samoa Joe. Dynamite kicked off with your boy, Adam Cole versus Christian Cage. In a good match. In a I thought it was match. a great match. Do you know Christian has won 80% of his matches in AEW? Nice, and he's going to cost Jurassic Express the tag titles this week. Well, why do you say that? Because Red Dragon's going to win. One way or the other. Okay. Well, let's get back into the cold Christian match. Um, the crowd was split. Half was written for Adam Cole. The other half was written for Christian. Adam Cole spits in Christian's face. Yeah. And? You spit in my face, your ass better run. Because when I catch you, I'm going to beat the fuck out of you. Sure, you will. You want to try it and see? <laughs> I have somebody else try it. I take, I'll take a lot of shit, but I will not stand for anybody spitting in my face. Well, just don't let them spit in your face. Close their mouth. Then Christian clotheslines Adam Cole. And then we see Christian get stuck on the turnbuckle, and Cole begins to kick the shit out of him as Christian is upside down. And then we uh, see Cole taking it to Christian. They begin trading blows. And then, of course, Adam Cole has to cheat to win yet again and pokes Christian in the eye. Adam Cole didn't cheat. And gets the win. And then we see Red Dragon come down. And then Jurassic Express comes down, and them two are battling up the ramp. Then we get Hangman Adam Page's music. His music hits. Cole says that he is not fighting Hangman until he puts the world championship on the line. Hangman proceeds to grab the mic out of Cole's hands, says, you want another match, slaps Adam Cole, and tells him to look at him when he is talking to him. Hangman dominance. Kind of sounds that way. Then Hangman says he will give Cole another shot at the title on Rampage next week. And it will be a Texas death match. And to make sure Adam Cole has all his business in order. You know what? Give me an hour of this match. Just make Rampage this match. Rampage will be on at 7 o'clock uh, next Friday. Because it was live. Playoffs. So 
So are they only doing an hour? If are it is, doing- just make the hour this match. Or are they doing two hours? Because if they do it two hours from seven to nine, because I don't think the basketball game comes on to like nine-ish. Give me this match the first hour and then bullshit the second hour. Still, yeah, but it would run into the first hour of SmackDown. Oh, who fucking cares? Who watches SmackDown? I mean, I just watch it to have noise on. Uh, people who like the WWE watch it. Exactly. But, but yeah. put it up against put the second hour of Rampage up against the first hour of SmackDown. Look at those numbers and see if you would not be willing to change your time slot. Anyways. So when uh, Hangman says a Texas death match. Adam Cole looks like he just shit his pants and was like, what the fuck? It's hope that Adam Cole. Huh? This is where the Dark Order fucks over. Alex Reynolds, your turn. Is that what you're thinking? That's what I'm calling. I could Alex see that. Alex Reynolds, your turn. I could see that with their beef. And it and would be legal. Hangman, and cost Hangman the title. Uh-huh. So, our next match is Samoa Joe versus Platinum Max Caster, and it is an Owen Hart qualifying match. Can I just say I love Caster's rap? To the fact that I wrote it down so we could talk about it. Okay. So, Caster talks about laying Joe down like a sex position. Um, proceeds to say, um, I'm main event, Max. He is X division. Then he goes on to say, so I'm sending you home. You aren't a you aren't a tough Joe, just injury prone. And I and I'm bad for your help. Got a towel because you can't stop playing with yourself. <laughs> the last line was probably my favorite line where Max Caster goes and Tony why we give this guy a chance when we beat them in the ratings he was their champ Max Caster W that rap was amazing and while Caster was saying his lines the camera was Going back to Joe, and you can see Joe going, okay, that's that's true. I am injury prone. That's true. I was X-Division champ. The biography of Mick Foley is on A&E right now. Okay, nice. But I love Joe's reactions to the lines of the rap. 
Those were the best part. So then we see Joe standing in the middle of the ring and Caster pokes him while running his mouth. Samoa Joe headbucks Caster and pretty much sends him into the corner. And Joe starts dancing. Joe got some moves for a big guy. Samoa Joe's money dance. I mean, can we see Samoa Joe at the stripper club? He could be the next Magic Mike. Probably Magic Joe. I think Samoa Joe has a family. So? So do the Chippendales, but they don't stop them from stripping. They get paid to strip. Most strippers get paid to strip, son. Whether they're that's male or female. That, that, that's the point, mother. You know what? Continue. <laughs> Continue. We're, we're done talking about strippers. Then we see Samoa Joe beating the shit out of Caster. And Samoa Joe decides he wants to go fly. Flying Samoa. We get a flying Samoa doing a Sosita. Tope Suicida. Then we see Bo is trying to distract Joe. And as he does, Caster takes advantage and knocks the shit out of Samoa Joe. Then we see Joe with the muscle buster and he gets the win. I like your Max, but Samoa Joe is amazing. I thought it was a pretty good match. It was it shows Samoa Joe being dominant as fuck. Then we see on the big screen Lethal and Sanjay doing a promo. And Lethal says that he had called Samoa Joe for four months and he didn't answer. Then proceeds to say, problem is you only answer that phone for billionaire. And Lethal gives Joe a t-shirt idea saying Samoa Joe, the Samoan gold digger. ProWrestlingTees.com I thought that was a good promo. And you know they're going to be setting something up between Lethal and Joe? Yeah. You think they're going to put Lethal in the Owen Hart qualifying and let him win and have them eventually fight? Maybe. Then we get a Blackpool Combat Club promo. Yay, I got it right this week. Yay, BCC. Good thing there's not another B. Big Cock Club? Good thing it's not the Black Bullet Club. Think about it. Yeah, BCC. Black Cock Club. That joke went over your head. Anyways. No, it didn't. I got it. Anyways. Moxley says some shit. The best part of this promo was William Regal. Did you catch what Regal said? No. Regal says he is off his nuts with excitement. I love British slang. Yeah, British terminology is fun. I'm going to start using that term. 
and just go around saying, I'm off my nut with excitement. Oh, Kaylin. Then he goes on to say that Yuta has impressed him and Danielson and now needs to impress Moxley. Moxley said he has a forecast for Rampage. His forecast for Friday night will be the sound of bones cracking like thunder and raining blood. Ouch, ouch, and ouch. Then we get probably the best match of the night. Sean Spears versus Captain Sean Dean. Ten. Six star match. Most amazing match in AEW history. And we get Maxwell on commentary. And that's what makes this match a two out of five star match. Maxwell looking fine as always. No. Like, I need that suit laying in my bedroom floor. Excalibur says. Max, terrible to see you. Because it is. So it's terrible to see Maxwell. Max proceeds to say that he is the greatest of all. He says, the greatest of all time have arrived. Then he proceeds to ask Tony Schiavone how he is doing. You good, you prick. That's what he said to Tony Schiavone. (laughs) And Tony Schiavone is like, get the fuck off me, dude. Jeff's a perfect heel. Then Maxwell proceeds to ask Excalibur, why does he always do the rat in the kitchen promo, which is a show on TBS, while he is out there? <laughs> I don't think that's that everybody thinks you're a rat, Maxwell. And the crowd begins to chant Wardlow. So the crowd is wanting some Wardlow. Crowd, I am with you. I want me some Wardlow, too. Did you hear what MJF called Sean Spears? Bitch. The Canadian God. So we have the Canadian God and the Spanish God in AEW. I don't care for either one of them. But I'm just saying, I I don't think Sean Spears is the, the Canadian God. You got two other Canadians Three other Canadians in this company that I would put in God level before Sean Spears. Kenny Omega and that's it. Oh shit, I forgot Kenny Omega, so that would be four. Omega, Omega. Chris Jericho, Christian Cage, and Ethan Page. I would say that would all be Canadian gods before Sean Spears. And that's that we know of. And that's the, yeah, of the ones I, I know of. I mean, if I was Jericho or Christian, you know, being the OGs, I'd be a little pissed. They should be Canadian gods before Sean Spears. But anyway. So, the match starts. And then we see on screen, Wardlow is taking out security. And Wardlow, you looking fine as hell. Of course, you think Warlow's looking fine as hell. Like, Warlow was looking, like, he looks like he slimmed down some. I thought he looked the same. 
no. Like in the stomach area, he looks like he has slimmed down a lot from when we seen them in person. Have I ever told you how much I hate the Chicago White Sox? No, are they winning? Two to nothing because of a fuck. Oh, there was that should have been a fucking ball, but no. Okay, let's get back. So, JR calls Wardlow a beast, an unstoppable beast. I need that unstoppable beast in my bed. He can show me all his beastly moves. Chicka, chicka, bow, wow. Then we see Wardlow comes through the curtain and he is making a beeline for the ring. Then we hear Maxwell yelling, can someone do their goddamn job? (laughs) Wardlow takes one of the security guards and rams him into the railing. And finally, the the bigger security guards come out and restrain Wardlow. I mean, Wardlow could restrain me any day. And back in the ring, we see Sean Dean rolls up the distracted Sean Spears and gets the pin. So Captain Sean Dean is 2-0 against the pinnacle. Yeah, Sean Dean's going to go 3-0 this week. Then we see Wardlow smiling as Maxwell looks stunned, Spears looks pissed, and Wardlow waves and blows a kiss to MJF. (laughs) Wasn't much of a match? No, it wasn't, because the only exciting thing was Wardlow coming out and then Sean Spears getting pinned. Yeah, that is true. Then we have a best friend promos. Ruler Yuta. We see Chuck Taylor wants to talk to Yuta and says, I know you want to be the best wrestler. No reason you can't do it with us. Then Trent Beretta, which I'm not a big fan of Trent Beretta. He just looks like a fucking dickhead. Mm Mm-hmm. Says, I don't love him. Thinks Yuta is a scumbag and traitor. Says, remember what Brian did to you last week? Watch what I do to him this week. Maybe take notes. Learn something from the guys you are turning your back on. Then he pushes Yuta. Spoiler alert. I put in my notes, probably will not be nothing to see because Brian Danielson is going to beat the shit out of you, Trent Beretta. Yuda says don't touch me and then Chuck tries to like intervene and he touches Yuda and Yuda tells him don't touch me either and walks away yeah the whole time Orange Cassidy is just standing there like whatever dude your faction is breaking down and you can't even fucking control it you know that oh boy, they I know him. your arm in a sling, whatever. But you got a mouth. Why don't you use it? Speaking of his sling, you know they made him a jean one? I seen that. Speaking of mouth, I'd use mine on Wardlow. Anyways. I did see the jean sling. It's pretty cool. Then our next segment is your favorite, the Spanish god, Sammy Guevara. 
wake me up okay. when we're done talking about this segment. With the signs. My notes are, don't care about this segment. Thank God it was in picture in picture. Is that all we have on the segment? That's all I wrote on the segment. Okay, on the more important thing. I didn't even pay attention to what the song said. So then we see backstage, Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz is taking it to Jericho, Garcia, Angelo, and Daddy Mike. And Kingston throws a freaking TV at him. And chases them outside and we see Hager pull up in a car and they all jump in and speed off. Then Kingston makes his way down to the ring. Did you notice what Kingston had on? Uh, Kenny... What's his name again? He had a Kenny Powers jersey on. Yeah. I can't actually confirm that now. That he had a Kenny Powers jersey. If you have not seen that show, it was on HBO. I can't think of it. What is it? East Down? Eastbound and Down. Yes. Great freaking show. Oh, one of the greatest baseball shows of all time. That's what we should do for uh, exclusive content is review those. <laughs> okay. Okay. That would be freaking hilarious. I love the show. So I put Kingston wearing Kenny Towers jersey. Fucking awesome. I still say they need two more people to join Kingston and Santana and Ortiz to even the numbers against the JAS. Yeah. Kingston says, we're going to talk now as he gets into the ring. Says Jericho is a two-faced power. And Jericho and his association is now on site. Kingston explaining on site, meaning doesn't matter where he sees them at, he's going to attack them. Even tells Daniel Garcia, I know where you live. You think I won't show up at your house, dog? Triple H and Randy Orton vibes. When one of them showed up in the other person's house and started to kick their ass. Yeah, Triple H showed up with a sledge, sledgehammer at Orton's house. With yeah. His wife. Um, then Santana gets on the mic and refers to the JS, the JAS as the Jericho Bitch Society strikes again. Then Ortiz challenges Jericho to a six man or not. Either way, on-site Christopher is what Ortiz said. Yeah, I love how they kept calling Jericho Christopher. Yeah, you know you're in trouble when they use your government name. Oh, yeah. Like, your nana did that to me one time. Like, she used my whole name. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm in trouble. You used my government name. Then I had to explain to her what I meant when I said government name. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on the promo feud with Kingston and Jericho? Mm, I'm liking it. Like you said earlier, two people, two more people need to join Kingston and uh, who would pick for the two more people to join Kingston and 
PMP? I don't know. I really don't know. Who is that group they keep referring to? What do you mean? Uh, it's the group that either Ortiz and Ortiz Santana wrestled against or were friends with. Kingston was friends with. LAX? Might have been. Starts with an H, though, I'm thinking. Uh, I don't know. Homicide. I don't know if Homicide's still wrestling. Yeah, but just bring him in for this. Maybe. He, he's like 57 years old. I don't have them do a whole lot. I mean, fucking Sting's 63. What the fuck? He's almost the same age as your papa. Hey, Siri. How old is Homicide? Oh, never mind. It's 45. So bring him and the other dude in. Unless you can find maybe somebody young in ROH and team them up with them to like mentor them, sort of. Yeah. Oh, homicide's in NWA. But I'm kind of digging this, you know. This little feud going on. Yeah. It is. Both Kingston, both Kingston and Jericho are really good on the mic with taking D. And Kingston's good in the rank too. Wrestling. Mm-hmm. What's next? Then we get the Jade Cargill promo. I really want Jade's glasses. They say that bitch. I would wear those to church. I think it's time, or it's about to get time to where Jade doesn't need Mark Sterling no more. I put she is so much better with Mike. She is a great heel. I love that where she goes, she is tired of all these MMA losers coming into this business, wrestling rejects in my ring on my show, and that she's the problem solver. (laughs) But I thought AEW can't make homegrown talent. They can't. What are you talking about? She sucks. Clearly not if she's a fucking champion. And 30 and 0. Yeah. I thought it was a good promo. I'm actually digging Jade Cargill. Like, I think her and probably Serena Deeb are like the two best women heels. Yeah. Yeah. Not Becky Lynch? I'm in an AEW dipshit. <laughs> I can't stand that fucking redheaded cup for. Oh, and I'm not the only one who says she looked like the head singer of Paramore, thanks to the lady from PW Insider who was on Busted Open yesterday. I thought of that when she said that. I was like, oh shit, that's the same thing Brendan said. <laughs> so, appreciate that. Thank you for supporting my idea. 
I wonder if she listens to the show. I don't know. You do better promoting the show. Maybe we could get more listeners. <laughs> You're a slack producer. No, I'm not. Anyways. So then we get an MJF Spears promo. Boo. And the announcer is back there. It says, Captain Sean Dean picking up the win over Spears by the distraction of Wardlow. And MJF tells the announcer, you do not say his name, referring to Wardlow. Then MJF goes on to say, and I wrote this down so we could discuss it. I am going to make it simple. I pray you show your face next week because there will be twice as many security guards and twice as much pain. As for you, go Sean Dean, salute the captain. You a military man. Uh, I want to thank you for your service. How about I do you one better next week, me and you. I promise there will be there will not be another upset victory. What there will be is a purple heart for you because I'm going to injure you worse than you ever possibly could be injured in combat. Well, the worst thing that could happen in combat is you dying. I mean, technically, you might could die in the ring. Well, yeah. But, like, also... What's worse than dying? There's nothing worse than dying. True. Then Maxwell proceeds to say, let's get the hell out of here. Can someone fix this goddamn TV? I work at a circus. <laughs> Maxwell's amazing. He's Not- got, him and The Miz are the greatest heels of all time right now. The Miz is mid. I mean, you know I'm an MJF girl, but The Miz has been a heel forever. Even when they tried to turn Miz babyface, he was still heel. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I like The Miz. The Miz is cool. So then our next match is The Butcher and Blade versus The Hardys in a table match. Jeff Hardy go wee. So let's clear up some stuff on this match. Evidently, there was some confusion regarding this match. The match was never an elimination match. The announcers made that comment, and I think they did it in era, because the announcer clearly stated the rules of the match before he announced the team. And he said, only way to win is to drive both members of a team through a table using an offensive maneuver. Nowhere did he say, if you go through the table, you are eliminated. So the announcer fucked this up, confused everybody, and then everybody gets on Twitter and bitches about it. That was still a good match. So we see... Blade and Jeff inside the ring. Butcher and Matt outside the ring. They start beating each other. You see the Blade knocks Jeff off the top rope. Jeff goes through a table. 
So that means Matt has to go through the table for Blade and Butcher to win. This is where the announcer said Jeff was eliminated, which was not correct. Then the Butcher goes through a table and the announcer, and I don't remember which one it was, if it was Excalibur or Tony Schiavone, said that the Butcher was eliminated. Because the Butcher went through a table courtesy of Matt. Then the Butcher and the Blade put Matt on a table and Jeff moves it before they can put Matt through the table. Then we see Jeff pulling out his favorite, the ladder. A and tall we, ladder. A very tall. He likes some tall ladders. Then we see Blade on top of the table. Jeff bombs the ladder, jumps off the ladder, and puts Blade through the table. The Hardys get the win. While they're in the ring getting their hand raised, Andrade and crew come out walking towards the ring. Then we hear Sting's music hit, and he comes out with the baseball bat, and Private Party goes after Sting, and he takes care of them with the baseball bat. And Andrade puts the bunny in front of him and Sting, so Sting wouldn't hit him, because he's thinking Sting's not going to hit a female. Andrade a bitch for that one. You know what I would have done if I was thinking? I would have hit her anyway. No, you just take the baseball bat and you like go over her head with it and like hit Andrade. Mm-hmm. Or you have Darby come up from behind, throw the baseball bat to him and boom. But I think Darby really got hurt in that match last week. That's why he wasn't there. Yeah. They, they haven't come out and said that. And I haven't seen anything saying that he was hurt. But I think he hurt himself. So next we get the Christian Jurassic Express promo. Christian is still pissed he lost the match. And then we see Jungle Boy give a promo, which I put not bad on the mic for Jungle Boy. Uh-oh. And he challenged Red Dragon to a title match. Red Dragon. Luchasaurus go, dragons, dinosaurs, yeah. Red Dragon's winning. What's the difference between a dragon and a dinosaur? One spits fire and one don't. One flies. Technically, dinosaurs can fly. Technically, dinosaurs do fly. They're certain species. One actually happened and one's mythological? Uh, Maybe. Could be. So next we get the Sheeta versus Julia Hart Owen qualifier match for the female. And we see where Hart tries to choke Sheeta with her jacket. She sends the varsity blondes to the back. Then we see where Sheeta takes it to heart. We see Sheeta get a chair and uses it as a launching pad for her knee kick. Cool move. I put heart is improving in ring, just tired of her gimmick. That's why they are turning her into a heel and putting her in the house of black. But, like, I'm tired of it. Either put her now or put her back where she was. If you're tired, tired of it. In the middle. 
long-term storytelling. It doesn't need to be this long for this story. Yes, it does. No, it don't. Some stories, I understand, need to have long-term. Like the Wardlow shit, we've seen it over and over by the way Max treated him, so now we're seeing Wardlow trying to fuck over Max. I get that long-term storytelling. This shit does not need to be this long. Go ahead and turn the bitch, put her in the House of Black, get it over with. I think Tony Khan has something up his sleeve. And that's why he's waiting to do it. I see what's in his pants. I don't want to see what's up his sleeve. I want to see what's in his pants. (laughs) Anyways, continue. Cheetah gets the pin. Then we see Serena Deeb come out with a chair. They kind of have a stare down. And then we see Deeb back out of the ring looking at Sheeta. Is it me? Or I'm kind of getting tired of this whole Sheeta and Deeb feud. I was thinking the exact same thing. Thinking the exact same thing. It was cool the first few times, but now it's just kind of stale. Like, how many times have they they actually fought each other in the ring? Three, give or take. Three is usually enough for me, but that's yeah. just for me. So next we get our main event, and it is FTR versus the Young Bucks for the AAA and ROH tag title. I put sucks. No, you didn't. I did. I put sucks. I like both teams. <laughs> I do too, but I'm more loyal to the Young Bucks. Thought the match could be contender. Um, could be a contender for match of the year. And as the Young Bucks come out on stage, you can hear Nick say, this is what we have to do. (laughs) And the Young Bucks are getting booed. FTR is so over right now. Yes, we're going to talk about that later. And FTR is getting the crowd support. You can see FTR looks a little beat up. Cash Cash has a his shoulder tape. Dax has his back taped up. I mean, they wrestled what? Three matches in seven days? Because what? They wrestled the gun club. They wrestled the gun club. They wrestled the Briscoes, and that was a brutal match. And now the Young Bucks. Now the Young Bucks. Then we see Matt and Cash started off. Um... I put Dax and Nick look very evenly matched in the ring. Then we see Dax take one of the headbands from one of the young books and he puts it in his trunks <laughs> where his penai is and then throws it at the face of one of the young books. <laughs> I'm all for some penai, but I don't want his penai. Oh, being the elite this week is going to be so much fun during this match. Matt and Nick, I would take their peni, Matt, more than Nick. I don't want any FTR peni. You don't want Uncle Dax? No. That would, that would be like fucking my dad. 
His bald head. No. No. <laughs> then we see all four men in the ring for like a standoff. Now the crowd has gone 50-50 and they're chanting FTR, let's go Bucks. Then we see all four begin teeing off on each other. And I put a note, if you watch the match, each team uses the other signature move to try to get a pin. I'm digging the Young Bucks as a heel tag team. Mm -hmm. Besides them and Red Dragon, there's not really a heel tag team. The pinnacle. Unless you're but FTR is over with the crowd. Unless whoever Jericho pairs with him, they're always a heel. Yeah. Why the fuck do we only have one hit? I also put, notice the Young Bucks didn't do a lot of high-flying wrist maneuvers in this match. Huh. Kind of as if they are also good wrestlers and they don't have to do flips all the time. Yeah. But I thought they only knew how to be high flyers. Yeah, I thought AEW was just a dance routine. Yeah. So I guess I must have missed all that during this match. Yeah, I must have too. break maybe? When it wasn't in picture in picture? I don't know. <laughs> um, I put Nick shaking those hips in the ring was kind of hot and kind of turned me on I mean we can shake those hips in my bed if you want to try that out I take your brother Matt too Anyways, <laughs> then we see the Young Bucks pretty much isolated Cash and for like a good two to three minutes was beating the shit out of him. He couldn't make the tag. Then he finally makes the tag to Dax, who cleans house. I could see FTR as the next AEW tag champions. Uh, after a dragon. Well, I'm just saying I can see them as next AEW Tag Champions. Well, the next AEW Tag Champions are Red Dragon. I could see an FTR Red Dragon match in the future for the belts. Book it. Um, then we see Dax takes out the leg of Matt, and he lands hard on the top turnbuckle and probably hurt his penis. <laughs> that looked painful. Then we see Cash comes back in after he makes the tag with Dax, and all four men are down in the ring. Then Nick begins to take it to Cash. Then we see Nick flip off the apron, gets caught by Dax, and Dax puts a brain buster on Nick on the floor. Ow. Then Matt low blows Cash, and the Bucks try to hit the big rig on Cash. And I noticed that it looked like Matt had a busted lip in this match. Did you notice that? Mm-hmm. Toward the end, I noticed? Yeah. 
Then they do the super kick for Dax. And it looks like the Bucks have won, but Cash had his foot on the rope and the ref calls off the win. The rules are the rules. But fuck. Then we see FTR has Matt in the BTE trigger. They land it. Then they kiss Matt on the cheek and hit the big rig. Dax covers. FTR gets the win. Six star FTR. I thought it was a very good match. It was a very amazing match. Think it could be contender for match of the year? Uh huh. So there's two matches FTR has been in that could be match of the year this one and the Briscoe. FTR is just the greatest tag team on the planet right now. So I put FTR needs some time off and FTR needs to leave the pinnacle because I do not feel their heels anymore. Yeah, they need to leave the pinnacle now. The pinnacle needs to disband. So, overall thoughts on Dynamite? Amazing. I love Dynamite this week. Like, I've had a crappy week and a half. And, like, the highlights of my week are watching Dynamite and Rampage. It was amazing. 2,000 out of 10. So, what are your top five moments from Dynamite this week? Number five is the Sheeta and Julia Hart match. I enjoyed it. Wow. Four was Powerhouse Hobbs going through the wall by Keith Lee. Oh, yeah. We didn't even talk about that. Three was the Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter promo. Oh, we didn't talk about that. Two is... Hold on, Jeff- hold on. Back to that Jamie Hayter thing. So, they did a promo, and Tony Storm extends her hand out to Hayter, and Hayter slaps it. And I put, need this match. I need this match for multiple reasons, but that's reasons I will keep to myself. So your peanut could get long and hard. Maybe. Anyways, Jeff Hardy what, jumping number? off the ladder. What's that, three? That Jeff Hardy jumping off the ladder is two. And then okay. one FTR gun looks. Okay. Mine at number five was the Adam Cole Christian Cage match. Number four was Max Caster's rap on Samoa Joe. Three, Samoa Joe dancing in the ring. Four, Wardlow costing Spears a win. And one, FTR Young Bucks match. Nice. Anyways, under Rampage. Hold on, I wrote those notes in another notebook because I didn't have my regular notebook with me. Ha <laughs> ha, this bozo from the Brewers just made a mistake. Okay, so Rampage. Have you noticed Rampage has started off different? They stopped doing the entrances. 
Yes, the entrances are now, they put them on, like, YouTube. And so as soon as the camera hits and it's time for Rampage, they're already getting ready to battle. I like Do that, though. like this or not? I like it. Given that it's a one-hour show, I kind of dig it that, you know, they cut the entrances out for the first match. So our first match of Rampage is Brian Danielson versus Trent Beretta. Just talk fast. Decent match. It was a decent match. We see Beretta taking down Danielson. Um, we see Beretta go over the top of uh, top rope, and Danielson catches him with a fucking kick. And this is for the bell even rings. <laughs> then we see Danielson goes flying, and Beretta catches him. And Trent goes after Danielson, and Trent's head goes into the steel stairs. Dude just had, like, had neck surgery. Just come back not too long ago. I'd be a little worried about my head going into some steel stairs. Yeah, I would, too. That would hurt. Then we see Danielson attacking Trent's neck and is in control of the match. Then we see where Trent becomes becomes in control of the match. Then we get my favorite part of the match. Danielson begins to kick in Beretta's head. Then he locks in the LaBelle lock and gets the win. Night, night, Trent. Trent, got a question. Out of that bullshit you just pulled, don't think Wheeler Yuta wants to follow suit and take notes on your crappy wrestling. Yeah, I wouldn't take notes from Trent Beretta. You know who I would take notes from? Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson. Then we get a hook promo. Send hook, send hook. Yes, always send hook. So hook is sitting on a bench eating some chips. And the lady is asking questions. And hook gets up and walks out. And we see Danhausen pop up out of a trash can. And the curse is still not working on Hook. Yeah, Hook's just amazing. Could you see Hook teaming up with Mox, Regal, and Danielson? No, Hook's going to stay in Team Taz. Because. I don't know. His dad. Oh, Talladega Knights is on. But yeah, no. Hook is staying in Team Taz. Have you seen Danhausen's theories on why his curse is not working on Hook? Chips. Chips in his hair. <laughs> I swear if Danhausen grows his hair out to be like as long as Hook's. Oh, that would be amazing. Then we get America's Top Team in the ring. And Scorpio says he's looking for a challenger. And then, of course, Sammy and Tay come out. And it sounds like they're getting booed by the crowd. Oh, they were. 
I put Dan Lambert always good promo. Yeah, Dan Lambert's amazing. I love Dan the man. Even all ego Ethan Page did a great promo and says he doesn't lace up his boots unless it's a money marquee match. It says Sammy is one of the pillars. As a pillar, Sammy, you are one of the first cracks in the foundation of this company because the two of you are a PR disaster waiting to happen. And you are bad for my image. Not wrong. And then Ethan goes on to say that he is a dad and that his child probably won't see this because she's asleep because I'm a good-ass parent and pray that she does not end up like Tay Conti. Sammy proceeds to say he doesn't give a shit about Ego's kid and wait till you see what we have planned next week. So they're going to keep doing shit until they get a match. I'm over this already. Just make them heels. Make them heels. I'd rather have Cody and Brandy back than have to deal with this shit. I'd rather have Brandy Rhodes back than deal with Sammy Guevara. Can you trade Sammy for Cody? At least Brandy on the mic can hold her own. Yeah. Tay cannot. And I think that's where the language barrier comes in. I think that has a lot to do with it. But I'm I'm just over them together. Period. Like I don't need to see them on TV together. Put me back with Anna J. Yes. Put them two together. Give them matches on dark to build their record and create a women's tag title and have people go after it. the have problem you- with that is there aren't enough women tag teams same problem they have in the WWE that's why I they just throw two random people together. together I could put you some tag teams together that I think would be awesome together Hater Rebel, Anna J and Tay, Red Velvet and Chris Statland. That's what, three right there. Yeah. Sheeta and Rio. Sheeta and Rio. Deeb and Hirsch. Ooh. They're both manipulative, badass bitches in the ring. You put Layla Hirsch with Serena Deeb. Layla Hirsch would be really fucking good. That's a fucking tag team. Because Layla Hirsch isn't bad, but she's not good yet. She's still a little green. But if you put her with Serena Deeb, who's been in the business for a long time, and mentor her and train her, Layla Hirsch could be a fucking... She could be like the next Ronda Rousey. Probably be better than Ronda. So, what? That's what? Four tag teams I just gave you right there. Don't put Jade in the tag team. Just have Jade win the tag belts uh, by herself. 
Jade probably could win the tag belt. <laughs> so keep keep her single. Keep Britt Baker as a single. Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose is a single. Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa is a single. Tony Storm. Tony Storm is a single. Then whoever else you bring in. And then they've got other people. The Bunny. You can keep her as a single. Or, or no. Her, her, her and Penelope Ford in the tag team as well. Yeah, okay. I haven't seen, that's why I hadn't seen uh, Ford lately. That's why. Um, yeah, so that's another tag. Yeah, then I don't you, know what happened with Penelope Ford. Then, I don't know if she got hurt or what. Um, you got Red Velvet. Her and Statlander is a tag. Um, did AEW sign Willow Nightingale? Uh, I'm not sure yet. I don't think so. So if you've signed her, I would leave her as a singles. Yeah. Leave Mercedes Martinez as a single. Yeah, her as a single. So you could have a women's tag division and, and put those women together and keep your singles. And have them go after the women's championship and the TBS championship. And then, if you want, I'm pretty sure Impact will let some of their women tag teams go over as well. And Japan has opened up their travel, you know, restrictions. So now you can travel back and forth a little easier. Yeah, wrestling's going to get really fun here soon. But I just created you four or five different tag, women's tag teams that you could create ta- women's tag belt for. Anyways, what's next? Anyway. Um, then we get the Jericho Appreciation Society Sports Entertainer of the Week and it goes to your boy QT Marshall. Who gets killed by Swerve. Who has a match with Swerve Strickland. So QT takes down Swerve at first. Then Swerve takes down QT. And we see the factory outside of the ring. And for the most part, they really didn't interfere with the match. Mm-mm. And the ref tosses them. Um, I put a good match, went back and forth. QT looks really good in the ring for an older guy. Yeah. Swerve gets the win. Then we see Ricky Starks grab a mic and says, you and I have some unfinished business. Keith and Hobbs have some unfinished business. Next week in my hometown of New Orleans on Dynamite, tag match. Oh, that's going to be so amazing. Then we have Red Velvet versus Willow Nightingale for a Owen Hart qualifying match. Um, I thought Willow looked good. The crowd was behind her. Um, I would like to see a Willow and Nyla Rose match. I think that might be a great match. Yeah, it could be a good match. We see Red Velvet take control. She gets a two count. I put that cannonball was something. 
Willow's really good at the ring. Mm-hmm. Red Velvet does the corkscrew kick and gets the win. And then we have a Tony Nice promo. And we see Mark Sterling come up to Nice and tell him he needs some good legal representation. I'm excited for this. So they're going to put, see, this is where you remember you said that Jade doesn't need Sterling anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking they may take Sterling off of Jade and put with Tony Nice. Give it to me. Tony Nese the next TNT title. Because I like Tony Nese. I like Tony Nese when he was in 205 Live. I do too. So our main event for Rampage, which is probably the match everybody was looking forward to, and I got to hear Wheeler Yuta on Busted Open yesterday. Yay, yay. Um, Wheeler Yuta versus John Moxley. This is like the third or fourth time they've wrestled. It's the third. <laughs> Excuse me. So I put Yuta said that he was not scared of John Moxley. I'm glad to see a belt on Yuta. And we see Yuta attack Moxley before the ring announcer even finishes announcing Moxley. And not only that, Yuta flies through the middle rope by one of the corners. Like, a few inches over, Yuta would have hit his head on the metal post. Then we see Mox get suplex. Bell finally rings. Um, Mox is in charge. The crowd is kind of split between Moxley and Yuta. Then we see Moxley takes Yuta to the steel stairs with sort of like a curb stomp on the stairs. And we see Yuta is busted open. You know, we don't like blood in wrestling. That's a major no-no. I don't understand why they would do that. Blood in wrestling is fun as fuck. Fuck yeah, it is. Even if it's real or fake. Because, like, I think Matt's was real. Like, I think he really got busted in the mouth. Yuta's was really fake, you could tell. Yeah, because the color is different. Yeah. Um, Yuta's outside the ring. Mox is going for a kick, and Yuta sends Mox into the stairs. They get back in the ring. We see Yuta from the top rope dives on Moxley through the table. He put Mox through the table. That was a holy shit moment. Yes. Then we see Moxley using the Brian Danielson move in I mean, Yuta using the Brian Daniels move and begins kicking Moxley's head in, and then he turns it into a crossface on Moxley. So Wheeler has been taking notes, evidently. Moxley hits his um, paradigm shift. Yuta kicks out. Then we see Yuta with the bulldog. You see elbow strikes by Moxley. Moxley goes for a pin. Yuta kicks out. Moxley chokes Yuta. And Moxley gets the win. Not Great freaking match. Yuta kicked out of like two paradigm shifts. Yep. Um, 
and it was another one. Oh, the elbows. He kicked out of like he took like 10 elbows to the chest or head. Yeah. I thought it was a great freaking match. Like that might could be contender for match of the year. I wouldn't say that. But it was I a good match. could be. I said could be. It is only April. We still got several more months to go. Then we see William Regal and Brian Danielson come into the ring. Regal looks like he's getting ready to attack Yuta. And Yuta's standing there saying, bring it. The crowd is chanting Yuta. And then we see William Regal extends his hand and Yuta shakes it. And then Yuta takes the blood on his face and types out BCC on his chest. And at the end of the match, if you didn't catch it, Moxley goes up to Yuta and tells him the real work begins. Yay. Yuta and the Blackpool Combat Club. I can't wait to see this next week. Yes. So, your thoughts on Rampage? Huh? Will be fun. Rampage is awesome. 10 out of... What? I gave Dynamite 2000 out of 10. This is a 1,999 out of 10. Okay. So, have you seen the card for Dynamite? Coming up on uh Murder Grandpa. Um Wednesday? Murder Grandpa. Oh shit. I don't need you to tell me what my fucking bills do. Well, stop worrying about your bill and let's talk about AEW this week. So, Friday on Busted Open, you know, 11.30 is always Tony time. Yeah. Tony announced that he was trying to work on a match for Dynamite, but he couldn't say what it was because he's still trying to work on it. Which, when he said that, I'm like, he's trying to get somebody from another wrestler from somewhere to come over. We come to find out that that wrestler happens to be Minura Suzuki, and he is going to be facing Samoa Joe. For the ROH TV title. Murder, Grandpa. Then we're going to get Jurassic Express versus Red Dragon for the AEW titles. Red Dragon W. Then we're going to get Lee and Swerve versus Hobbs and Starks. Yay. Kingston, Santana, Ortiz versus Jericho, Hager, and Garcia. That's going to be a fun match. And we're going to get MJF versus Captain Sean Dean again. Let's go, Sean Dean. It's 0-1. Let's go, Sean Dean. MJF is 0-1. Yep. Because Sean Dean is better than him. And he knows it. And he knows it. That's just the matches scheduled for Dynamite. That's not including, like, the promos. Like, I even enjoy and can't wait for promos on AEW.
Yeah. AEW has made me fall in love with wrestling again to a point where I'm watching different promotions almost every day. Which the WWE never did that for me. So Tony Khan has gotten me to watch AEW Impact because of Kenny Omega when he was there doing what he was doing. Now I'm watching Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor. NWA. NWA, MOW, New Japan. Yeah, I'm just having a fun time watching wrestling. Raw's coming to Greensboro May 2nd. Want to go? Uh, no, because I won't be there till the end of May. If AEW is anywhere close, we're going. Oh, fuck yeah. If they're like within six hours, we are going. I don't know about that now. Two hours. I have to drive. But... Um, yeah. Um. Well, if it's in one, like two hours. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I think next time WWE puts out an ad for uh fillers, seat fillers, I'm going to fill it out and try to be a seat filler next time they come to Greensboro or Raleigh. Wear your MJF shirt. Yeah, they won't let me do that. That's why you wear a jacket, then take the jacket off. Yeah, the only jacket I have is my EW jacket. What about your Michigan jacket? No, here's what you do. Or my Kyle Busch jacket. You you wear your AEW, you wear your MJF shirt, you wear your AEW jacket, but over that, you wear your Michigan jacket, and then once you get to your seat, you take it off. And then get kicked out. (laughs) I mean, I've been kicked out of several places in my lifetime. But yeah, I think I'm going to do that next time. I see it come around. Be a seat seat filler for WWE. Because they pay for like your parking. They give you a free ticket. Huh. I was like, yeah, I'll go see your shitty pro- uh, your shitty stuff. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing Drew McIntyre in person. See Randy Orton again in person. It's been a while since I've seen Randy in person. Like, Randy oh. was young when I seen him in person. I don't have any more wrestling stuff. I don't either. But I will. Okay. WWE. Um, how's I want to say it? Prom- promotion here. If you haven't checked out their series called Evil. It's on Peacock. I've seen the Randy Orton, the Brothers of Destruction, and the Roman Reigns one, and they are all good. I want to see The Miz. I haven't seen that one yet. But they are all really good. Like, I watched the uh, Randy Orton one the other night after Raw went off. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny seeing the difference from Randy Orton when I was like, a WWE drone till now. <laughs> Anyways. So, so that that's my, my one good thing about saying about WWE. Anyways. So it's anyway, that time again. It's that time again. I have nothing else on the rest of Besides that your favorite hockey team is playing your most hated hockey team right now. Who would that be? 
well, your favorite team's the Capitals, and they're playing your most hated team being the Penguins. No, the Penguins are my most favorite team. And I realized why the Penguins lost to the fucking Rags the other night because Sydney didn't play. Sydney's playing today. Oh, then I might turn this crappy fucking Tiger game and watch hockey. Yeah, I turned the Tiger game off. I'm upset about it. But anyways. I have it on in the background, but I ain't paying attention to it. Anyways, that is our AEW wrestling review for this week. Looking forward to Dynamite on Friday. Um, Wednesday night, Rampage on Friday night. Rampage will be on at 7, please note. And we get to see Hangman lose his fucking title to Adam Cole, baby. Undisputed Elite's taking major W's this weekend. I'm hoping. I'm rooting. So, we'll be back Monday, maybe. Depending on what my mid-producer wants to do. Monday is the plan He's a slacker. Monday is the plan right now. He's a slacker. No, I'm not. And we'll be dropping our Star Wars Revenge of the Sith review sometime. Sometime. When Probably. Slacker, slacker producer finishes watching it. Probably later. Maybe later this evening or tomorrow. Most likely tomorrow. Or Monday. Because I got a lot of shit to watch tonight. That involves cards going Zoom. Probably Monday because I got homework. I ain't even started on this due tomorrow. Well, yeah, okay. So you go do your homework, missus. Hey, I got a perfect score on my first paper I did for that cunt horror professor. Oh, that's good at least. Mm-hmm. And now close it out. So, as we say on the mid podcast, because you're mid and you know it, we are mid out. Adios, people of the interwebs. <laughs>